1: Howdy, everybody! Welcome to another episode of Winging It Motown Radio. Uh, we've got the same lineup uh, as we did the last time you heard from us. We've got JJ, Peter, Sarah. I will be walking you through this, Kyle. Um, tonight's her tonight. No, today's episode, this week's episode, or just this latest episode, whatever you want to call it. Um, everybody is uh, still hopefully in good health. Uh, how's everybody doing?
0: I'm um, hanging in there.
1: Yeah. Best quarantine ever. Best quarantine ever. Yes, that is true.
4: <laughs>
1: Hopefully the last, but you never know. Um, anyways, that's good. <clears throat> I hear that everybody's doing well. Um, obviously, we are braving another week without NHL um, hockey uh, or hockey at all. All we have are just the little tidbits that we get from the people who cover uh, the sport Um, everything is extremely boring and the debate about the league opening back up is kind of died down i think um so i think really what we want to talk mostly about is the red wings um just because i feel like no one's really talking about the red wings outside of you know (laughs) you know the local beat writers just putting out their little stories here and there um so you know, kind of the big the big question is looking forward is what does the defense look like? Um, and Moritz Sider's obviously a huge part of that picture. Um, I guess we're asking the question uh, in this episode: is do we think that he makes the big club out of camp? Um, assuming there is a camp. Um, yeah. So I guess I'll just I'll start with my. Uh, Probably scathing opinion. I don't know if it's that—that's the right. But um, I don't think Sire should be starting out in the NHL yet. I think he's a, you know, he 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 showed a lot of promise in in the American Hockey League, and he was really well, good. And then he got injured. Um, and I feel like it's probably just best that you ease him back into it, and then maybe revisit bringing him into the NHL maybe midway through the season, just because. Um, I don't know. I feel like he was just finally catching his stride with like the North American style of hockey and playing in in, in the AHL, and then that that, uh, that injury kind of came along and um, really sucked. So that's my take on it. Um, obviously, I'd love for him to come out and be the next, you know, something, you know, the next <laughs> Nick Lidstrom. But I, you know, I don't, I don't think they need to rush it right now. I think they've got some time. Um so yeah Sarah what do you think about that
3: I'm kind of with you I feel like I was changing my mind as you were talking mm. <laughs> not not to like just completely disagree with you but um you know I I was thinking about how we've seen some other guys um you know who've torn it up in Grand Rapids and then they have this sophomore slump that really drags them down and it's bad when it happens in Grand Rapids but it's worse when it happens in Detroit and just really slaps him down. You know, I don't think he's got any sort of ego problem or bad work ethic that needs the like shock of, Oh shit. Like I'm not NHL level. Um, but I, you know, next year we're not going to be good. Spoiler alert. Sorry, everybody. Um, oh, come on. We've got, <laughs> prove me wrong, Steve. We've got one more year probably of being, you know, garbage and there's no point in rushing, his development when we really want him to be the next Nick Littstrom sort of, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, we're we're pinning a lot of hopes on him and he did do really, really well last year, but he had the injury and I think just make sure that I'm not, you know, I don't think it's like a fluke or anything, but just make sure that he's able to keep that consistent pace, especially if we don't have camp or if the season starts at a weird time, Um, you know, there's already going to be so much pressure next season with just, how weird it could possibly be. Um, I think leave him in Grand Rapids for a while. uh, And then, like you said, kind of bring him up mid-season. But there's no point in rushing. Or Steve could bring him up right away, and then I'll be like, yep, genius.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) We'll follow you wherever you go. We will follow you on bloody nubs through the snow, (laughs) Mr. (laughs) Iserman. Um, JJ, I know you have a lot of passionate feelings about prospects. I think you should answer this question.
2: (laughs) Yes, I am the the prospect lover checking in. Um, I don't know. I I don't want to you know, rush him and, and break it, but I keep going back to the whole idea of the if you want the guy to learn the NHL, teach him the NHL. Like I yeah, I don't want him getting third pair, eleven minutes a night against mm-hmm. uh you know garbage grind line guys and and shit like that so like I, I do want him to get useful minutes and i do know that even if he's stepping up from the pace of play at grand rapids to detroit that if you start him at, at in detroit in this season there is going to be a time before the end of the season probably before the trade deadline where he's going to hit a wall they all do yeah it's, it's possible that he doesn't i don't know but we saw uh, hit a wall this week or this year. Season. <laughs> Time doesn't matter, uh, yeah. and so, I, but I don't know how much that hurts versus helps. Like I, uh, everything I've seen from Ciders, that that's a kid who gets it. Um, mm-hmm. Looking at our, uh, you know, our our roster page and, and our lineup, all the diggers are saying Erickson and Daly are not going to be back. Which sure, I trust mm-hmm. right now. 'Cause Iserman's here and not Holland anymore. Uh, <laughs> Madison Bowie is an RFA. He's probably gonna get re signed. So well, that's a one, two, three, four, five, and then de Kaiser would make six, of uh, guys that are currently on the roster. Chalowski would make seven. And then Jarek McIsaac is gonna be out of juniors next year. He is He's going to be in Grand Rapids. There's no way, even though McIsaac is a year older than Sider, um, yeah. there's no way that they're, they're going to move him straight up to the NHL. And then after those guys, so uh, then you've got Joe Hicketts, Kyle Wood, Dylan McElrath, and Brian Lashoff. So yeah. <laughs> I think it's on the cards that Iserman is going to be buying somebody in free agency, oh, uh, sure. at least one, and maybe two, and that is going to have, that is going to go a long way towards uh, indicating to me. What exactly I want to see out of Cider because I do not want I I don't want him treated the same way that Chelkowski is getting treated right now and I'm not sure that I necessarily have a problem with the way chalowski has been treated because yeah. it's not like the the games that he got into were like oh no you you can't take him out of the lineup but I I want him playing big minutes and getting big opportunities I I don't know if the AHL is good enough to teach him that but. It really, I'm, I'll just cop out and say it really depends on who the hell Iserman signs uh, when free agency ever happens. Or trades for. Yeah. Yeah,
1: because <laughs> I don't know if I'm exactly sold on all the free agents that are out there, but that's a whole nother conversation. And I agree with you. I think that does play a huge role. Um, obviously, it always kind of does, is who comes in free agency. Um, I mean, that kind of cracks open the entire like uh, conversation, but Peter, I mean, uh, what would you like to see?
0: Uh, well, the fun thing uh, about going third on these, and I know somebody has to obviously, and we rotate, but the fun thing with going third on these is to have like a list of things that you're gonna say and slowly have them be taken away from you yeah. by other people, <laughs> 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 which is good. I mean, because it means like you know we're pretty much on the same page. Um, so basically um, the way I look at it, like one thing that I really like about cider, um, I haven't gotten to watch him too much, uh, but like the one thing I really like about him is like the, the the word I wrote down is poise. You know, he definitely seems to kind of have that not rushing, not freaking out. You know, know, sometimes you get a young player out there and they're like panicking and like, you know, just getting rid of the puck. Like he seems to be able to kind of, you know, take an extra second and do that, which I like to see. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I, I I was actually my answer was going to be um, no because of the the uh, the defenseman that Isra is going to sign in free agency, uh, but JJ <laughs> took that so um, uh, I'm going to say that I I will wait until I see how how things are going in camp, right? Um, because like you were saying, Kyle he. By the end of the quote unquote, you know season, you know, when the season ended, he was looking really good until he got hurt. And actually, I had forgotten about the injury, you know, because I've forgotten about all these things. Yeah. Um, and as you were talking, I was like, "Oh, shit, because I was going to say, yeah, he definitely one hundred percent should be in Detroit because I was thinking how he was looking before he got injured. But then with that injury, I do agree, um I don't want to rush him. You know, we got plenty of time. Uh, but if he comes in and is just lights out, awesome in training camp, then yeah, I'd like to see them find a spot for him up there. Uh, but again, as JJ said, I don't want him just playing a little bit, you know, like I want him to be there playing in a regular role, you know, seeing good competition, you know, having a good partner stuff like that. Um, but I guess the one new thing I could add is if he does make the team, um, for the love of God, do not give him a bobblehead
2: night. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Yeah, right. We all
1: know how that goes. (laughs) <laughs> good point. Well, the
2: good news um, is if Blashell's still around, he's not going to be able to bench him when the team plays in Germany. So
4: that's
1: true. That's true. God, what a great, great point. Um, and speaking,
4: um,
1: I, I, you know what? I think we all make a really great point. Um, the R- Red Wings should just do what is best for him, so he becomes the best player as possible. Right?
2: You know yeah, who else exactly. is going to make a great point, Kyle? Yeah. more Scheider on the power play.
1: oh listen to this i don't even really need to 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 navigate this for you we can just listen to jj make jokes all night long um (laughs) um, no but uh transitioning into a new to another topic uh, a topic that uh will no doubt let be a topic of discussion for the next century is the goaltending situation in detroit uh I'm so fucking tired of talking about this. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't go away. It's uh I don't know, it's god, it's like a bad song. Um you think you've reached one point and then you got to go back. I mean, I don't know. It's it's been like I feel like Detroit has become the new like goalie graveyard, but we don't really we're not I don't know. It just feels like a graveyard now. <laughs> um, except some of the goalies go on and just do really nice, good things. Um, when I think about the goaltending situation going into next season, the obvious thing—obviously, you're going to have what? I, has has H- Howard? Ha, there hasn't been anything about Howard yet, has there?
0: No, I would be shocked if they resign him. Right? No. Yeah. I,
1: yep. I, yeah. I mean, it's, there's no way that you, you bring him back after that. I feel like that ship has sailed. So yeah. you've got Jonathan Bernier, and then what? Right. I mean, yeah. outside of Jonathan Bernier, uh, things are looking pretty slim. I mean, you even look towards, like, uh, the Griffins. I mean, even they have kind of a, a weird carousel going on down there. So yeah, that is a gigantic gaping hole. Um, and I feel like that's going to be probably Steve Iserman's first thing to tackle this season or this offseason, uh, whether it be in the draft or free agency, I can't say, or a trade. But I think that's going to be like his, like one of his, if not number one, it will be a top priority for him. I, I got to think, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's fun. Um <laughs> Peter, since you went third last, I think you should weigh in on what the picture is. I mean, Jonathan Bernier, yeah. he's 31 years old. They got him for another year. You know, he finished. He was about as good as a goalie who is going to play for that team is going to get, I suppose. Mm. Um, but, I mean, there's there's got to be moves coming here. There's got to be some something that Iserman can do because yeah. that's a big deal.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um the goaltending position is just so hard because if you think about it. That's what she said. <laughs> right. I was gonna say we could do that all day. That's what she said. That's <laughs> what she said. <laughs> hey, hey.
1: Uh,
0: title of your sex tape. Um, <laughs> that reminds me, I gotta I gotta catch up on Brooklyn Nine Nine. I forgot they came back. I love that show. Anyway, um, goalies. <laughs> if you think about it, goalies are really tough because you can pretty much count on one hand the number of goalies that are just really good year after year after year after year. You know, I mean, even, like, goalies that are, you know, Vesna candidates, etc., in a year or two, sometimes they're just playing horribly, right? So, goaltending is so volatile. Um, I am of the mindset that I... I don't want to commit long-term to any type of goalie, right? So if you're looking at free agency, like, I don't want to go out and get – I haven't even looked at the names. But, you know, last year, you know, Bobrovsky was available, you know, somebody like that. I would have been so pissed if we signed him for, like, six years. You know, even though, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, Vez – I mean, Vezna Pedigree, I mean, he's – at his best, he's amazing. But – Again, like I mean, you know what Lundqvist? <laughs> you know what I mean, like like there's not that many goalies, lowango, you know, there's like maybe three mm-hmm. or four goalies that are just good for like ten years, um mm-hmm. so I'm way more of the mindset of you know look in kind of the like the later rounds of the draft, um I know we have like we have a ton of picks this year, um let's see yeah I and mean, we got three second rounders we got two third rounders two fourth rounders right so i wouldn't be i wouldn't be upset if we took a couple stabs in you know after i i don't want to you know pick a goalie at one through four uh i would be really upset if they did that um and then of course i'd be wrong right because it's because because <laughs> we know what my mm-hmm. track record is like for that but um <laughs> um outside of that i mean i think maybe You know, look to some of the other free agent goalies. You know, I don't want to go for any like the the top top price goalies, um, but maybe somebody who has kind of shown some potential, hasn't really been able to be consistent uh, because, you know, you see goalies like that all the time. You know, they all of a sudden knock out a couple years where they're really good. Um, Mm -hmm. So just because it's so volatile, I'd like to see us try to get as many different chances for one of these goalies to kind of develop or turn into a solid NHL goalie. Um, Cause I think Bernie is fine. You know, Bernie is going to be fine next year. I think he's fine. I think one, one more year after that, right. We have him for,
1: yeah, no, uh, he's a, uh, this would be this upcoming season would oh, be his okay. last season.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, I think he's fine for next year. We do have some younger goalies. Um, I, I don't think they're going to be in the picture next year, but maybe in a couple years, you know, um but yeah i mean like that's that's kind of one of my long-term concerns for the team is i don't think right now we have a really good answer so i guess the 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 short version of my long-winded response is i'd like to try to see us um take a bunch of shots to try to find that
1: answer yeah without spending a lot of money or term (laughs) that's that's a that's a good way to think about it and i don't even think we have a goalie in the system right now that is a maybe even two or three years away from the NHL. So that's how bad and dire the situation is. Um, you know, someone who is very passionate about goalies is Sarah. And Sarah <laughs> probably <laughs> has the answer to all of this. So she is going to take it from here.
3: <laughs> okay. Steve, if you're listening. <laughs> he is. Turn up the volume.
1: He's one of our number one donors, actually. Yeah.
3: So everyone knows that I have been dying on Jimmy Howard's hill for like 10 years. Um, And it it does break my heart that this really should have been like his last season. He should, he should not come back, but man, it sucks to have ended on that. The lowest possible note. Poor guy. Um, I love you, Jimmy. You Mm -hmm. tried your best. Number two Um, donor. But but yeah, I agree that, I mean, Jonathan Bernie was great and he had no reason or right to do so um but he did it anyway so (laughs) he earned that um and just nerve and and i'm not saying this is my opinion but just to disagree with peter i'm gonna say do go for a goalie go get Braden holtby go get jacob markstrom go find some like 28 to 32 year old goalie and sign him for like four years and then by then philip larson will be ready i haven't given up on him (laughs) no and then (laughs) And then, you know, I, I'm kind of against, almost like against drafting goalies because it is so hard to tell. It seems, and especially with our track record, it seems like kind of flushing picks down the toilet. Um, <laughs> oh. And that we should let other people raise goalies and then just go, like, <laughs> buy them. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. It's like adopt, don't shop, you know. You should go get a goalie that Sarah. someone else has raised. I'm going go to I'm gonna go Sarah. to the farmer's market and get Sarah. a goalie.
1: <laughs> what? Is there a don't draft goalies? What are you, some kind of communist?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe Steve (laughs) could do it, but Ken Holland couldn't. Um, You know, but like I said, I I have not given up on Philip Larson. I think I've given up on pretty much everyone else in the system. Oh come
1: on, you got to hold out for Van Poppelberg. We got to hope he. he I like
3: I like like it just for the name JVP, but I don't know about him. But again, prove me wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm certainly not the not an expert, but I'm going to say just to disagree with Peter, let's go, mm-hmm. let's go get a big name and sign him for four years. I don't,
1: I don't dislike that at all. Um, that the idea of just hey, just go get someone out there, just throw a bunch <laughs> yeah. of money at them and see what happens. JJ, I mean, we've seen our fair share of high ticket free agents. Uh, do you think? That's something Steve Eiserman would do. I don't know. I can't recall the last time he went out and got, like, a big-time free agent, even when he was in Tampa. Do you remember? I can't. I don't know. Uh,
2: I don't think that's I mean, his M.O. If you don't count him resetting his own free agent. So, yeah, I, I don't think so. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I don't see him going out and, and making a big splash. But I do have, fortunately... Uh, the benefit of of going third is that this gave me plenty of time to <laughs> jump on and review the names of the pending free agent goaltenders, and I found the twenty eight to thirty two year old goaltender <laughs> pending u f a that we can sign from the New York Islanders a man by the name of Jared Corot.
4: perhaps. <laughs> <perfect>. <laughs>
2: Oh, The oh, answer, hey, Helene St. James. Um, mouth waters for no reason. She doesn't understand why. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, looking at the at the list of the free agent guys, <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know enough. Like goaltenders are, are voodoo anyway. So you take a crapshoot on any of these guys. I I don't care. Um, if
3: you say I, Robin Lehner, I'm I'm closing out of this call.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Robin Lehner either, just because that stupid fucking tattoo he has on his neck or whatever.
2: Ryan Miller is going to be a free agent.
1: Um, I and will, I will say yes. For us. I will yeah. say, I will say yes to Ryan Miller on the contingency that drew Miller comes back for one year.
2: <laughs> yeah. As a player. Yeah. Okay, Cause he's still yeah. like, he yeah. works in the arena. Like you'll yeah. see him in the, yeah. in the background on, on Fox. Oh, and... oh yeah. No, I mean like, yeah, suit up. yeah. I'm, down, I'm down with that. You yeah. know, I was a huge, I know you're a yeah. <laughs> I love the guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. But in terms of oh. goaltenders, like I, I don't know, I, I feel like I'm I'm the the cause of the monkey's paw here because I kind of wanted the the team to get let down by goaltending this year, and boy howdy did they! Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're in a position next year where like we do start need to find a like the, the future of our goaltending position, but it doesn't need we don't need a. A game stealer just yet, like we. I'm okay going in next season with Jonathan Bernier as our starter if if we have to. Yeah. But man, like Calvin Pickard backing up, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that we are gonna sign a free agent. One interesting thing that hasn't been brought up yet that I I think has not been brought up because there's a a very high possibility that it's stupid, and if so, just tell me. Um <laughs> The New York Rangers have three goalies right now. Oh yeah. yeah. One of those three goalies uh, is going to be a UFA at the end of next season. Yeah. He's also the guy with no move clause who has an AAV of $8.5 million. So yeah. I don't know why the hell he would he would agree to being traded to Detroit. But maybe we could get the Rangers to give us a little bit of extra just to take Henrik Lundqvist off their hands. And yeah. that way we can have a handsome Henrik uh, back yeah, the, the crowd again. Um, I've never liked Henrik Lundqvist, probably because I am insanely jealous of his looks. Um,
4: yeah. <laughs>
2: so giving him this team to have to play behind, like on what might be the last like season of his career, or it, yeah, because he's 38 now. Uh, yeah, he, he deserves it. So fuck him. Uh, tr- <laughs> trade for Henrik Lundqvist just to spit on his. Uh, you were the you know the best goalie to not win the cup kind of thing that that he's got going on, just kind of like ruin his his reputation, um, and see what we can get from the Ranger. So, okay. so that's my idea. All right, so JJ started with Jared
1: Caro and ended up with trading for Henrik Lundqvist. So that yeah. is where we stand right now in Red Wings land. <laughs> <laughs> totally fine. No. Everything's going well. We're all well and healthy. Anyways, guys, so coming up a little uh, after this, we're going to talk about Steve Eiserman some more in the position yeah. that he can put or how he can position his team to be a cup contending team in the years to come. So just give us a couple minutes. we'll be right back.
3: Wim radio, Add timeout:
1: I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg. this is the deal. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, this is another episode of Wing at Motown Radio. Um, the Good 19 edition. Uh, the so-called Good 19 edition, if you will. Um, so we're talking a little bit more now about Steve Eiserman, And, uh, I mean, what's the... I mean, this is, you know, we're still pretty early on in this, so I feel like maybe a lot of us are jumping the gun. But you know what you know we're going to have to start seeing a direction um you know granted it's been one season and it's been a terrible pile of shit but <laughs> where do we see this go now i mean you know you're going to start seeing him make more moves to start positioning the team to make the transition from a basement dweller to a team that can contend and then maybe from taking a team that can contend to a team that is just not that can contend they are now a contender a normal contender on year t- yearly basis um which apparently you know it's still I mean there's only a few I guess NHL teams that can do that still to this day um but <clears throat> there's a lot of work to be done and uh it's going to start at the draft uh, this offseason, which we all know it's going to happen there. Um, no, we don't, um, <laughs> because we still haven't learned if the Red Wings will pick at number one. But, I mean, it's going to start there, and he's no doubt got a lot to work with. So, um, I don't know. I think that he gives it maybe one or two more years to where he starts getting actually a more aggressive um towards acquiring certain players, um, through trade, uh, mostly through trade, because I think Iserman, I don't know if Iserman is a big free agent guy. Um, he, he certainly hasn't shown it in the past other than the players that he has signed, um, that were on his own, his team already. Um, so I don't know. I think it's, I think It's kind of setting up to be the same model as back when the Dead Wings happened, I suppose, (laughs) Um, except hopefully not as long. Um, But, you know, I think he gives it a couple of years, um, and then when things start ramping up, um, then he'll become more aggressive. Uh, and I think he has the perfect situation here because Chris Illich will let him do that probably for as long as he wants. So um, that's my take on it. So I think give him a couple of years before he finally starts um, realizing what he has um, and let him get a couple of uh, uh, years of his own uh, draft picks, uh, free agents, trades uh, under his belt, and then he can start actually uh, building something uh so I, I think sarah is really good at building mm-hmm. uh building <laughs> rosters. i don't have any knowledge of her ever building a hockey roster other than <laughs> no i don't think i think i don't think it's her habit so sarah what is your opinion on how eiserman uh starts moving forward with the team do you think it's going to be a fast process or do you think it's going to be a slow process
3: well, the one thing I know is that I'm going to be wrong. Um, <laughs> because Steve has already made me look like a colossal idiot. And he only did like a couple of things, which was Robbie Taubery. <laughs> like that already made me look like an idiot. That made everybody um, look like an idiot. But I mean, <laughs> the one thing he has is he has a pile of money um, between what's coming off this summer. Next summer, we finally are done with Steven Weiss. Finally. That will be it. Um, the year after I think is um when we stop paying for Centerberg. But um <laughs> so, you know, I don't know what the situation was in Tampa as far as how much money he had and if that was a limiting factor in free agency. Um, but right now he actually has pretty like I said, a pretty good pile of money, so he could go after someone or he could like trade Justin Advocator and Luke mm-hmm. Glenning for the entire roster of some other team um and just make me look like a fool again but yeah I it definitely is I think it's definitely a slow process because we were just so bad this year (laughs) we were so bad Mm -hmm. that I don't know if you can really turn it around um that quickly it may just take a year of being not as bad to kind of build morale back up to believe that they can actually be okay and then from there building up to believe they could be good so it's a step process from being a complete pile of shit <laughs> and then working up to being like, all right. And then you're actually like, yes, we're actually good. We actually know how to do how to do the thing.
4: Yeah,
3: I think in like three years we'll be we'll be in good shape. And if he does want to go after free agents, we have to make them want to be here. Like if they have no trade, right. clubs, they, they don't want to be like, oh, God, I would rather I'd rather be in the ground than on the Red Wings. <laughs> um don't, that's not the attitude we want to that's not the energy we want to bring into the team um no. that's not a good locker room guy so <laughs> yeah, we, no. we need to have a we need to have a a rebound season last year i'm not saying we need to win because we don't i'm saying we need to not break any records in the wrong direction <laughs> <laughs> and and that will that will really help steve uh with his ne- he wanted to negotiate quite as hard um, but, don't but, but he, he can't. So that's there's my, my strategy is be a little bit better and then be a little bit better and then be good.
1: So you would be such a good nailed GM it. in the NHL. <laughs> God, you would you've got this whole <laughs> yeah. entire thing figured out, it seems. <laughs> Just keep your and, legs
3: moving. Just everyone but, keep your legs uh, moving. We yeah, got this.
1: It doesn't matter how fast you move <laughs> forward. It's that you move forward. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we've seen our fair share of uh, big ticket free agents or trades here in Detroit over the past uh, few decades. Um, JJ, uh, hmm. I'm not picking you next because uh, you've been <laughs> around for so long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking you because I think you're very handsome. Aww, Aww. Peter's <laughs> handsome too, but I, I think I, I'm going to go you. with JJ. Um,
0: That's-
2: That's the first beauty contest I've ever won, except for in Monopoly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I'm verklempt. No, I think we're at a a stage right now that is very uh, precarious. Like, this feels like we're in a video game with the quick-time events that if you don't hit the button at the right time, you have to watch one of those 15-minute cut scenes again and again and again until you hit X at the right moment. Um, and nobody wants to watch the cutscene of this last season again and again and again. I think, as, as everybody's fans if you're still listening to this podcast and still following the team, I, I think you're realistically expecting that next year we're not going to be contenders. But, yeah, I think that the, the concept of we don't want to do this again. Like, we uh, we can accept the team is still not there. Like, we all know this team is not just one magical piece away, and all those magical pieces that we need are not all going to show up, um, you know, over the course of this offseason. So, but Iserman does, exactly like is, is said, Iserman needs to start building that kind of reputation back up where this is a place where free agents are going to want to go for when it is time to really sign them. And I'm not certain that this is not time to sign at least one of them. We've got a pile of money. We've got about $40 million in cap space going into next year. Uh, We do need, what, I think 13 roster players right now, but we're not running, like even having to re-sign Mantha and and Bertuzzi uh, and, shit, I don't know, Adam Ernie. Robbie Fabry. Um, <laughs> we are going to have enough money to handily, if we want to make a, a free agency splash, we can do it. Um, I kind of wanted to, to bring this, this question up with you guys in terms of, because I, I brought up in Quick Hits the other day um, the, this idea of bringing in Tory Crew, who's going to be 30 before the end of the next season. Uh, he would take a 7 or $8 million commitment for term. At least six years. And so there's a lot of danger there that he's gonna hit that aging curve and he's gonna and the the commenters uh were pretty pretty adamant. Tory Krug does not fix the defense. He does he he does not make us into a contender overnight. But is this the year where we can is it better to kinda of make the mistake on signing a, a guy like that right now and then finding out in three years, oh crap, we gotta get out from under this and I think that we can probably trust Eisenman is, is going to be able to do that, or should we just kind of punt and look for those short-term one- or two-year deals with, like, the Patrick Nemeth and the Jonathan Bernier and keep kicking the can down the road until we are more confident that what we've got talent-wise is congealing into that contender. And so I, I, I wanted to ask you guys that. So, uh, Kyle, you go first. You want me to go first? yeah. Is is this like is Tory is signing Tory Krug, what do you feel about that? Like do you, it, it, you gotta give him six years and eight million dollars. Is that a is that a no for you?
1: So how old is he right now? Is he twenty nine?
2: He's twenty nine. He'll be thirty about halfway through next season, I think.
1: Eight million dollars. No. You know what? No. Yeah, do it. <laughs> do it. Um I think the way that the NHL is, if it's going to keep growing, I don't know what's going to happen when we come out of this epidemic. Um, but, you know, I think if you're going to – I don't think he's a great player, but I think that he's a good player who can get you through the next – I don't know. like, Because I'm not thinking about in terms of six years because we all know that there's going to be – that shit can change so far down the road in terms of uh, how the cap system works and all that. I mean, in terms of just being more money and um, in how they manage their money, I, I think, yeah, maybe, maybe go ahead and go out there and sign Tory Crew to six years, eight million dollars a year. Um, but I mean, if that's really what he, it ends up he ends up wanting to come back home, then he's a complete asshole uh, (laughs) in my area. But I mean, I can't, I can't blame the, blame the guy. Uh, But yeah, I think it would, I, if, if he went out and got Krug, if I went out and got Krug, um, I think I would, I, I I would be cautiously optimistic um, because I look at how, certain teams are kind of, uh, you know, uh, uh, formulated and built. And I think that if you want this team to be good um, in the near future, I think four to five years, um, not four to five, I'm sorry, three to four years should be when you could hopefully start hitting your stride. And then at that point you would have Krug, who yes would be on the wrong side of his career, um, would be a, I would imagine still serviceable defensemen to have around. Um, yes, you're paying him $8 million a year, and that's a pain in the ass. But, um, I mean, who knows where the NHL is at in three years? Hell, who knows where they're at next year? So, um, yeah, go ahead and do it. And just, if you got the money, spend it. But have a... Fucking plan. That's the problem that with Ken Holland for the for so long is that he the plan was always to contend, but he didn't have a contending team, and he would just make these kind of bizarre moves or sign these huge free agents in hopes to kind of keep contending, and it would just never work out. Um, his plan was to contend, but really, what his what his actions were showing is that I just want to keep my head above water here. Yeah. Um, so make the playoffs
2: and anything can happen is horseshit. And everybody knows it, including
1: Exactly. Guys. Like, you know, fuck that. I'm no, I'm done with it. I'm done with that <laughs> shit.
2: Sarah, what do you think? Are you, are you on the, the make a big splash sign Tory Krug wagon? or Are you with the, the commenters who say no?
3: Well, if Ken Holland signed Tory crew, I'd be like, what a fucking idiot. Here we go again. <laughs> But if Steve Eiserman does the exact same deal, I'm going to be like, all right. I mean, I'm not sure about this, but Steve is sure. So genius, absolute genius move, Um, which means I'm extremely, hugely biased that anything Steve does, I'm going to love it because I trust him with my life. And I don't trust Ken Holland to do anything, not even to like tie his own shoes. So that
2: honest about it. (laughs) <laughs> that,
3: yeah. I'm, I'm at least honest about it. Um, Man, I don't want to pay him that much money, but I don't want to pay anyone that much money. Um, But as far as like what a plan could be, I guess you have to think about if you're kind of looking at that four to five years, it's who do you want to be mentoring the new defenseman? Um, You know, who is who is going to be not their babysitter, but like responsible mm-hmm. for teaching them how to do things the right way and not just like locker room be a good guy but like actually make good plays um because we we've kind of lacked that having you know like we had Cronwall who I love obviously um but then we also had you know Erickson and Trevor Daly and they are really good at showing our younger defenses what not to do (laughs) <laughs> which probably which probably helped Gustav Lindstrom. That's probably why he was doing so well in his short time um, this past season was he saw all the things that you should not do and said, well, I'll do the opposite of whatever Tra- Trevor Daly does. I'll just do the opposite. Um, and that worked for him. Um, so if Steve thinks that Tory Krug could be a really good guy to have around to show these younger defensemen the way, then sure, go get him. I'll trust you. Um, I trust you, Steve. Don't let me down, you won't. Yeah. He'll never do anything wrong never
2: <laughs> yeah, it's It's very reminiscent to me of when the Blackhawks signed Brian Campbell. We knew when he signed when they signed that deal that was an overpayment it was too long, and he wasn't going he wasn't going to live up to that deal for his entire career. but it was a message to other free agents out there that the Blackhawks are ready to kind of jump back into contention. Now, the situation is different in that the Blackhawks at that point had. Duncan Keith, Jonathan Taves, and that other guy, <clears throat> and Prince Zebra. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm not sure the Red Wings have all of those guys, and yeah, you know, I, I don't want to give uh, Brian Campbell credit for. Mentoring anybody when Duncan Keith was right there, so that is a, a danger for me, and it, it is possible the Red Wings are still a year or two away from needing that Brian Campbell signing, and so the Tory Krug this year is just not the timing's not right. Um, so, and there's a lot of things that that can factor into it. But uh, Peter, I, I wanted to to get your uh, the the analytic, the your 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 very thoughtful <laughs> concept on on this. What do you what do you think?
0: Um. Well. What I think is kind of like what you just said, basically, like, like a different version of it is that um, I think Tori Krug for that for that contract, that would be a player that you would get when you feel like you're one or two pieces away from contention, because at that point, that's when it really, you know, like, you know, like they say, banners are forever. Now, obviously, like, like we want to, you know, our goal is to build us into a sustainable contending team. Right. Um, like Kyle said, you know, there has to be a plan. I 100 percent agree with that. Um, I think that if we were a little bit further along, then I'd be OK with kind of making something that is going to be on its face, not a good value for the long term. You know, I think it's pretty hard to argue that it's probably not going to be a good deal of, you know, three, four or five, six years from now. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, at least at the end, you know, definitely four, five, six. you know, me, you know, maybe year three could be kind of arguable. He's a, he's a good player. He's a very good player. Um, for me, he's not good enough to be making that kind of a bet right now. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, I would, I would stay away from it unless he was willing to come down on either, either, you know, the, the term or the, Casey. uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, we got we got Steve. You know, he can tell him. Uh, he's really. I mean, honestly, I mean, the biggest thing that Steve Eiserman was good at in uh, Tampa Bay was getting his star players to sign ridiculous value contracts. Right.
3: Well, he right. should go down. He should take a discount for playing on a team that lost to the Red Wings. He let <laughs> the Red Wings score on them, and that should be worth at least a million dollars. Yeah, knocking it down. I do Might think be- that the
1: the Tampa. The, I mean, I think that that's a could be an unfair comparison just because of Florida and the yeah. income tax and all yeah. that. But I mean, I understand. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you on that. I think yeah. that you, you've got a good point.
0: And um, just, just a couple of quick things. So I know we're, I'm guessing, are we going to move on uh, after this from Iserman?
1: Yeah, we'll probably move on to the next, uh, we'll probably move on yeah. to the next topic. Yeah.
0: Okay, so, so real quick, uh, Sarah, you had, you had mentioned with Eiserman drafting goalies. I wanted to remind you that Eiserman does have a good track record of drafting goalies with Detroit draft picks.
1: Mm. <laughs> You're welcome. Wow. Uh, Ouch. That was like a cold been... dagger on a hot day. <laughs> um, or vice versa. And
0: then uh, I think uh, JJ had said something about like the cutscenes on a video game, and I'm pretty sure Sarah and I had talked about this game, um, the the newer like Laura Croft Tomb Raider games, where if you don't time the button just right, she gets like impaled, and so it's like this giant <laughs> stake goes like through her head, and you're like, dear God, <laughs> that's how
3: it feels. That's how the Red Wings feel. Yeah, it's, it's like all is of a sudden it's perfect. mortal
0: combat. Um, uh, and then the, the, the last thing is um, you guys were talking about, um, you know, what we think Eisenman is going to do this offseason in terms of wa- roster construction. One thing I'd like to see um, is if we can get and it doesn't have to be a, a superstar, but if we can get a right shot forward to play on the power play um, assuming maybe if they sign Gagne to like a one year deal or something like that. Um, Cause I think, I thought he looked fine. He didn't look great, but he looked okay. Um, you know, at least one player that can shoot right on the power play um, because I think it's a big deal for us that we only have last year. We only had the one right shot forward and You know, again, you know, let's talk about Tampa Bay. You have uh, on their top unit, you have Stamkos setting up in one circle for one timer. You have Kucherov in the other circle. Now, granted, we don't have a Stamkos or a Kucherov, but even so, like the other team can't really cheat too far one way or the other. Whereas with us, we don't have that one time weapon on on uh you know we don't have that extra uh, right shot forward um so it's like if we're going to do a one-timer it's coming over to Zadina right or it's coming over to you know yeah. when he was on the team Athens CU it's never going the other way and yeah. even if we could get just somebody who is going to be good enough to make them have to kind of respect the fact that we could give it to him for a shot that's what that's one of the th- I mean it's not the only thing but that's one thing I'm really hoping to see for next year
1: well, I'm sure he could probably get David Clarkson for cheap. I think he's free uh, this upcoming season. I was just league. noticing
2: that like, of the, the highest paid... <laughs> I know, player, right? Are Nathan Horton and David Clarkson are two of the top three. <laughs> and who do they both play for, of course. <laughs> Yeah, like
4: <laughs>
1: it's ridiculous. <laughs> I do think it's interesting though because as we talk about this right now and mm-hmm. I know we've been talking a lot about defensemen. Um if you're going to do that, if you're going to if like if you're going to go out and just get a free agent defenseman, you look at uh the Blues. Uh they just re-signed Marco Scandella. So does that mean is out in St. Louis? I would much rather, oh, yeah. I think, pay Petrangelo over uh, over uh, yeah. over Tory Krug. I don't care about the Michigan thing. Go out and get a guy who has had better numbers and you know been doing it for longer. So um, or better for longer. You, I don't care. Can. I like Petrangelo more. Yeah. Um, Fair.
0: Especially because you can get a shorter do. term. You uh, can get him shorter term, and you can get him as like uh you know like a sure. mentor type player because because I do think that's important. I do think like I do want to see some of those players come in. You know, well, just not for
1: six I years. Mean, yeah. result, I mean, Petrangelo is only a year older, oh, yeah. so I'm sure Petrangelo will still be yeah. looking for four or five years. Yeah. And he'll get it, but, um, you know, it would still be a gamble. And the problem with these players, these defensemen, um, is that you sign them as free agents. And, yeah, maybe you get a year or two out of them that are really good, but... When they hit their wall, they hit it so fucking hard, um, and it, it's like it's almost unbearable, and you look back at it, and it's like, you know, it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of situation. Um, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. You could always trade <laughs>
2: You really could do that. Hypothetically, if you had an aging defenseman <laughs> who hit a wall. And you needed a way out. Yeah. We know a guy. <laughs>
1: We'll be right back, guys.
3: Wim Radio, add timeout.
1: All right, let's play. All right, everybody, thanks for sticking around with us. Uh, you made it this far, so you're either crazy or you really like us, <laughs> uh, which both why not both no no worries about that it's 2020 you do you um (laughs) but uh as as we always do we do our reader questions and jj because he's just so good at it um i can't i can't take it away from him so another episode of reader questions with jj from kansas
2: i actually have my own theme music there
4: hi i'm
2: jj from kansas (laughs) All right, so Hornecker starts us off with, are there any positions on the Red Wings that need to be filled with free agent signing next season? If yes, which ones? And so
4: um,
2: I will refer you back to essentially uh, the remainder of this episode, but I I do want to just kind of confirm. So we've already discussed we probably need at least one free agent defenseman to fill a hole uh, so that we don't have Brian Lashoff playing uh, 60 games for us next (laughs) season. Uh we could very much use a right shot forward to to fill a gap up there. And we also need a defenseman. So a, a goalie, I mean. So yeah, that's that would be all three of them. But have uh have I missed anything?
3: A coach. Hey oh the comments as <laughs> <flow. Yeah. laughs> All
2: right. Um next up, uh commenter, do not call me Adeline, because it's pronounced phonetically. I don't know what that means, but uh, I'll just say uh, this person's name is uh, Anakin, Dingo, Oboe, Lick, Irony, Nuclear, Enya, 976. Uh, along the same lines, do you think Stevie goes for a splash in free agency or just restocks the cupboards with prospects? Uh, I'm hoping for the latter and that we see some Valeno cider and maybe Rass in action. Plus, do you think we'll be able to see we'll be seeing some deadweight cut or sent down to be good locker room guys in Grand Rapids? I really think Stevie sees how the dead weight is chaining the Utes. Uh, I do think that there is a good point. And, like, um, Colfin brought it up that uh, Justin applicators future in Detroit is cloudy. Uh, I do think that there, even with all the space we have and the need that we have, like, for warm bodies that can play hockey, uh, there is a decent chance we are going to find a okay. guy like applicator uh, shuffled out just to make mm-hmm. room for somebody else. But, um Peter, what are, what are your thoughts on, on that? Yeah, I mean, I
0: don't know about you guys, but, like, I always feel um, it, it, it's hard because when I watch Ablocator play and I look at, like, stats, I mean, you know, just watch the game. I mean, you don't really have to look at too much stats to see see what's going on. Um, you know, it sucks. Like, you know, he's not really doing much for the team. He's actually, you know, doing a lot negative for the team. Yeah. Um, But then like, you know, you see those videos of like, you know, he wrote a children's book and he's like reading to his kids and like it always makes me like remember like the human side of this, you know, so I will say what I've been saying for a while. My number one, uh, like what I would want to see happen is for him to be able to play in the NHL, you know, and be a contributor at the NHL level. That's what I want to see. Um, but if he continues like he has been, then, I mean, I I definitely see them making a decision to move on from him in one way or another in the next season. Two with the latest, but, I mean, I would not be surprised if he does what he did last year if we see him get waived. Um, I would feel bad, you know, personally. You know, like I said, he seems like a nice guy. He's always been a good team player. He's always been, like, good. Seems like he's been good in the community. I don't live there, but, you know, just what I see in... You know, Fox Sports Detroit and stuff. Seems like a good guy, but yeah, he just right now, he's not cutting in the NHL. I don't see that changing. Uh, I would love to be wrong,
4: though.
2: So what are your thoughts on the, the concept of um, how much extra time do you think the the like, are, are we going to see some Valeno and, and maybe uh, some heavy Rasmussen? Yeah. Um, obviously, Z- yeah. Zadina's going to be a full-timer next year. Do uh, you think or are we are we going to see heavy minutes of of those three guys? Two of the three, one of the uh, three. I
0: think, I think Veleno and Rasmussen are going to be given every chance to make the team out of camp. Uh, especially Rasmussen, um, he showed the year before that he can compete at the NHL level. Obviously, he wasn't a star or anything like that, but he wasn't terrible. He was actually very effective on the power play. Um, I think that they're going to give him a chance to make the team. I think Valeno is kind of like, just cause he's a little younger. Um, I think it would almost be the same thing in that they, I think they probably want to see him be able to make the team. Uh, but if he doesn't look like he's going to, you know, be able to come up and contribute every night, I think maybe he starts in grand Rapids kind of like cider, you know, they give him some time down there to kind of get, you know, just kind of get settled and bring him up a little bit later in the year. Um, for those two, I mean, that's, that's what I'm thinking.
2: I like the idea that Valeno and Sider are like a package deal, and so if one of them makes it, both of them will. Sarah, what are your what are your thoughts on the, the topic? Uh,
3: first of all, Valeno needs to play any time that we play the Canadians because oh, yeah. their fans will go yeah. absolutely batshit that <laughs> bonkers. <laughs> um, that's just my personal need. Um, I feel like Svechnikov kind of has the, like, Polkinen syndrome where he's kind of the king of almost, where it's like he's – so close and it kind of works and then it completely doesn't work um and he just kind of gets stuck and you know you have to wonder is this the last chance is there 10 more chances you know i i don't remember where his contract is if it's if it's this year that next next year that it's up or not um you know but it seems like maybe this is the season he'll get as many chances as he can to be like look just would you, could you just hockey, please, and just show that you <laughs> we like you, we want you to be here. Um, but like you gotta do the thing. Uh, but yeah, I definitely I do want Volynov, and I really like Michael Rasmussen. But that's just like partially for memes because it's so great, um, you know. But I think he can be useful in the power play as the big guy who is in front of the goalie. Um, so I I want him to succeed, but he's kind of in that almost in-between territory for me too um you know i think i think voleno succeeding in the nhl for me right now is a no doubter um as far as timing i'm i'm not sure um but i'd like to see him get some time next year i mean why not it's not like we're aiming to make the playoffs and one win could make or break it um but with Svechnikov and rasmussen i think they get their chances and they need to really make it count this season
2: all right right on and kyle um Adol and I also asked how are we feeling about Lindstrom and how far away is McIsaac? And those uh, we didn't even, we hardly even brought up Lindstrom and, and yeah. kind of just mentioned McIsaac in passing. So uh, what do you think about the, the way that or how much of them we're going to see next season?
1: Lindstrom is so vanilla to me. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't know what you're going to see out of this, that guy. You're probably going to see him going back and forth between Grand Rapids and Detroit for the next what, two years? McIsaac um, you have to give him time in the AHL. You cannot rush that because he's had so many issues with injuries. Um, I think they're going to... Uh, no, again, McIsaac is good. Um, that was a good pick, but he's still a pick. like or, I'm sorry, a, uh, um, a project. Uh, so that's going to be very delicate and I'm pretty sure that Steve Iserman is going to take the time. To- I mean, I'm sure Steve Iserman scouted him when he was with Tampa, but, um, he's going to take the time to learn more about his player, uh, about the, or about the player that he, uh, he has on in his squad. Um, and just touching on what you guys were talking about, um, Svechnikov, I think we're going to find out real quick, uh, what the plan is for him. Um, because I think they're going to try, I, I, if I know, you know, if, if I have any sense of what Iserman's plan is, he's going to start him in the NHL, and he's going to see, uh, it's going to be, you, you know, kind of a fight or flight kind of situation, um, and he's going to sink or swim on this team, and uh, I think that we find out whenever the season starts or whatever ends up happening, um, yeah, I think you... Find out by Thanksgiving what is going to happen with uh, with with Svechnikov, because remember we always use that old adage uh, by Thanksgiving, because we're still stuck in the old days. Um, <laughs> you yeah. know, JJ, you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm sure all of you do. But, um, yeah, that's how I feel about it, uh, uh, about the prospects. But Lindstrom, I don't know. He's so vanilla to me. He's not exciting. And he always, I oh, like, I know this isn't true, but every time I feel like I notice him, I notice him taking a penalty <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or, like, something like that. Um, he just doesn't excite me. So I think he'll be uh, your next up-and-downer uh the the new term that i have coined
2: <laughs> I, i'm gonna tell you, tell you honestly i'm trying not to root against against the kid just because of how much it annoys me how much announcers make it a point to pronounce the yeah. end oh yeah <laughs> everybody calls me lindstrom they,
3: yeah they really <laughs> dunk yeah, on I
2: that get end get it he is not lidstrom thank please just say lindstrom and move on with it yeah. and i i don't want to be mad at, at him for that but um I'm a stupid ape. So <laughs> <laughs> that's where we are. Um, uh, Peter, what do you think about, uh, about Lindstrom or, or, or McIsaac?
0: Um, huh. I, I definitely a hundred percent heartily, uh, uh, second what Kyle said about McIsaac. Um, I, I can't see any way he starts in Detroit. I don't see any reason for him to start in Detroit. Um, I'm, <sighs> I'm pretty high on him that he could be like, like again, not a superstar, but I think he could be like an everyday NHL defenseman. I think he's going to be a pretty good pick. Um, But yeah, I want to definitely see him get time in the minors uh, to see what he can do, you know, kind of get adjusted to things before throwing him in the NHL. I think that makes no sense. Um, And Lindstrom. Yeah. I mean, again, he's kind of one of those guys that like, wasn't super noticeable to me last year. Um, kind of positive or negative so i don't know i mean i guess i guess my opinion is i I need to see more of them i need to see more of them before i have like a you know pretty strong opinion on i'm kind of yeah like like shirt (laughs) off
2: right
3: yeah okay sarah is he vanilla though if he is vanilla it's fine because vanilla pairs well with so many other more exciting things (laughs) so i'm fine with that yeah mickey redmond really mickey redmond loves him which endears him to me. I act, I really liked uh, what I was seeing from Gustav Lindstrom. I don't see him as necessarily like a permanent fixture. Um, but he kind of got dropped into a, a dumpster and did a really good job um, for what, you know, kind of the hand he was dealt. Um, but we all also know how much I latched on to Tara Hirose and then how that worked out for him. So <laughs> well, I shouldn't.
1: We'll find out. If... Yeah. So I, I shouldn't
3: latch on to Lindstrom too much <laughs> because I'm, I will curse him right back to Grand Rapids um i don't know anything really about jeremy isaac so because i just i don't see um i don't watch grand rapids very often so i'll i just kind of go by whatever you guys say um if he say he's great then yep cool sarah, i don't know anything about him
1: sarah you put some respect on grand rapids name as a resident <laughs> not, of grand rapids
3: it's it's he's not that I'm
1: sideways it's, right it's, now. <laughs> it's not a choice.
3: It's it's not a choice. I live in Maryland. What am I supposed to do? I'm stupid. I'm stupid. <laughs> i watch the Red Wings. Isn't that enough for you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so he's he's vanilla but as long as you don't pair him with like orange juice, it's fine.
1: Yep. Well, right. isn't that just an orange Julius?
2: Ooh. I loved the orange Julius growing up. Okay, what does suck with vanilla paired with ketchup? Vanilla, like, Ooh, yeah. There it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. Don't <laughs> pair them with ketchup. I don't pair anything with ketchup. Thank you. Well, I say, well, brown sugar with ketchup, because then you just have barbecue sauce. There you go. <laughs> All right, yeah. stay tuned for more food takes. Uh, before we move on to the the last question, I do want to like just take a, a minute and just apologize for everything I've done about your name. Um, Nine seven six, because I really do want to actually pronounce it right. I, 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 am just a stupid person, and I don't know what its completely phonetical means. So help me out next time uh, you're you're typing to me, or send me an email or something. And I promise you, the next time we record, I will pronounce your name correctly because I, uh, uh, I've got a complicated last name that never gets called, that never gets pronounced correctly, <laughs> and uh, sometimes it sometimes bothers me. So I don't want to bother you, and I apologize if I have. Um.
3: I thought it was from Kansas. Am <laughs> yeah. I saying that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Kansas.
2: Kansas. Yeah. From Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, great. So the next person to ask the question is Arcantos, uh, 83. <laughs> God, I hope I got that right. Asking about uh, Otto Kim, and Maki and how we feel about the, this person. I was very excited to see how he progresses here after his promising prior season, and then he had that terrible hit to the head. Assuming he makes a full recovery from his injury, hopefully, how far can you see him climbing realistically? I'm hopeful he can make a comeback and eventually turn himself into an impactful NHL player, although I've been pretty high on him since I first heard it, about him. Something about him hit the, what if he's another dot soup chord for me? Unlikely, but you can dream. <laughs> yeah. So that is something I, I don't want to do the, he might be another dot soup, but um, who haven't I started with yet? I don't think I've actually started with Kyle. Kyle, what do you think about Auto Giving? <laughs> yeah. up? Uh I think you should
1: just go ahead and plan that you probably will never see him play in the NHL. Um, and that's not because I I am some sort of doctor and I know what happened to him, but I mean, <laughs> I, I have we seen any major updates since that? No, no
0: at least not that. I've I mean seen no. that I that was a
1: serious hit. Um, and of course, you know we're all, we're all over here in America. So, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't get access to that kind of maybe as much as people who, uh, over who live over in Finland. So if you're a Finland listener, um, and you know what's going on, uh, please let us know, or at least if you have some sort of source of news, uh, over there, um, we're very interested, but I mean, that hit was so scary and he's so young and I know he has a lot of hockey a- ahead of him, but, you know, that's a real delicate age, um, especially, uh, you know, in terms of developing at the pro level. So, um, I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't want to think of him as a prospect or a, a hockey player, Any I, at really, as much as I want to think of him as a human being, and I just want him to be well and okay. Um, so, that's, that's like my take on it, and that's probably just because I'm too compassionate for my own good. So, <laughs> I mean, whatever. That's my answer. There you go, AJ.
0: I don't think you could ever be too compassionate.
1: Well, yeah, that's just me. You should you should work in local news.
2: Uh,
4: yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I think it's a it's a good point. It, it is really hard to get past the the terror of this injury and think about just you know getting back to to normal hockey. Um, but I, I I think that if if we can just pretend that everything is, is going to be fine, I, personally, I think that, that if we're looking more realistic than the possible ne- next Datsuk, I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, setting our sights on him potentially being another Yuri Hoodler. Um, <laughs> yeah. I freaking loved Jerry Hudler, and that that guy was was good for what he did for us for when he did it, and he oh, was good yeah. when he went to flames, and then everything fell apart and went to shit, and you know, like he was he was always entertaining at least. Um, yeah. speaking of of, of of dudes you think about and you worry, um, <laughs> it's it's an unfortunate uh, mirror, uh, I suppose, for way different reasons, but maybe a funhouse mirror. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna stop <laughs> rant or rambling and uh, just ask. Peter, to get me out of this. <laughs> what are your thoughts?
4: <laughs> when you
2: started that segue, I was like, "Wait, are you tossing a bee?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what I did I do to
1: deserve glorified this? Glorified toss. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I mean, I was okay. You know, he. You know, when you get like a, you know, pretty much fifth round and on. I mean, even fourth round and on. I mean, the chances of those players playing in the NHL is really slim. Um, You know, everybody likes to point to, you know, Zetterberg and Zatsuk and, you know, like all these Europeans that the Red Wings took um, when uh, when nobody else was scouting those areas. Um, But, you know, I mean, it's really rare to have these late round picks even make it to the NHL and then. Let alone be like an impact player, um, but I was definitely rooting for him just because uh, I, I'm pretty sure J.J. made this joke or somebody made this joke. Actually, it might have been Sarah. You might have meme this about how uh, like Auto <laughs> uh, uh, like he reminded me of uh, you know pre Captain America Steve Rogers, you know when he was tiny, like that. <laughs> um, and it's like, oh, could he grow up to be the man with the shield? Um, <sighs> I, like, I mean, he seemed like he was on track to possibly be on that trajectory, you know, not the the big bulked up Chris Evans, etc. But, you know, what I'm saying like, you know, to, to possibly be making it to the AHL, the NHL, etc. cetera. Um, but like Kyle said, I mean, that was just such a bad hit at this point. I honestly just my number one concern for him is that he has like an ordinary life going forward because that was really scary. That was a really, really bad hit. Um And then once we know that he's okay, you know, he's okay going forward, then I'll think about it from a hockey standpoint, I guess. Um, I will say that I think um, in that same draft, I I think it was the same draft. Like in the sixth round, we drafted Soderblom, right? Wasn't he that like giant guy, like 6'7 or something like that? And he seems to be coming along pretty well. So um, it seems like there is a potential for us to get like a late round pick in that draft uh, that has potential to make... The, you know, the NHL at some point. Maybe not. Who knows? But short version, I hope he's okay in terms of just having a normal life because that was scary.
2: Hey, his first yeah. name's a palindrome. Sarah, what do you think?
3: I really got nothing on this. I didn't really... The only thing I... <laughs> I mean, it's bad. The only thing I've seen of him is that hit. So that's all I know about him and all I've seen of him is like the worst moment of his career, maybe his life. So... You know, I'll just echo what you guys say. I want him to be okay because hits to the head—you just never, you just never know, you know, if it's going to be look terrible but be okay, or look okay and be terrible. Um, you know, so if he comes back and he's all right, then I'll pay more attention to him. But mm. I just, yeah. yeah, I just hope he's all right.
2: Yeah, I will say I've seen a few uh, highlights come across over the course of this last season, and. Like you know, every you see a highlight, it's the the same as somebody's Instagram feed. It's it's all the the very mm-hmm. the very best you see. That's why they call it a highlight, I suppose. But yeah, yeah, he's he's got some skills, and it's just at this point waiting to find out whether or not he's going to be able to maintain them or be able to even keep his career going. So, the very last thing is also from uh, Arcanto eighty three, just says. Uh, also, thanks for recording another episode so quickly. I'm always excited when you guys put out a new show. I've been flying through podcasts at work, and I like hearing all yeah. of your opinions because it makes the day go a little better. Stay healthy, stay safe. And I just wanted to say thank you, and that, that really does mean to me. Like I, it, And I, I don't want to speak for everybody, and I'll, I'll let everybody else speak their, their piece <laughs> too. But yeah, the, kind of the reason we wanted to do this again so soon is how much we enjoyed just being able to yep. do this last week. So. Yeah. I mean, this isn't really, like, uh, uh, if you listen, you know that this
1: isn't a professional operation here. Um, this is not is uh, some big-time podcast. This is literally just a few people who are kind of just not much planning into it. We're just kind of going by the wind in our sails, and it's always been that way. And I feel like that is, uh, mm. I feel like that's important to what we do here because um, it kind of shows the reality of, um what's going on. Uh and I, I, JJ I agree with you. That 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 comment means a lot to me because uh in my my profession uh this past these past few weeks have been very, very 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 distraught distraughtful and um it's nice to know that listening to me and my friends babble on about <laughs> <laughs> This just shit that doesn't matter. Um, <laughs>
4: like,
1: it's just, it's 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 very humbling, and it, it, it makes you feel better. And uh, we appreciate anybody who listens or anybody who reads. And even if you are an asshole and we don't like you, um, we appreciate you putting energy towards us. Uh, wow. Well, that, that I know, I'm speaking for myself. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Who's next? I'll go. I'll go next. Yeah. I really, you know, it's, I hope people feel like they're, you know, if you're listening, that you're hanging out with us and just being as dumb as we all are, you know, and, and taking some time just to focus on something that is terrible in one way, instead of terrible in a actually terrible way. Um, You know, that there's, you know, still kind of this little itty bitty thread of normalcy of bitching about hockey and the Red Wings and, hitting on players on other teams, um, you know, that still, still keeps us connected even when we're all kind of sitting at home or, you know, if you have to go to work and, you know, so that I really appreciate that. And, you know, hope you all like hanging out with us and talking about stupid shit like the Red Wings.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Bingo. That leaves, uh, that leaves Peter.
0: Hi. Um, Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try not to ramble, uh, but just like everybody else, you know, that definitely does mean a lot. Um, I know last time I really, really enjoyed doing this. Um, in the past, uh, when we've recorded, even using Skype, we haven't always uh, had you know cameras on like this, this, the, the past few times we've had them on, and I'm not even joking. Like, it means so much to me to see, like, people I really care about and to see them, like, laugh, you know, because obviously there has been not a lot to laugh about in the real world lately. Mm. Um, And to see, like, you know, people I care so much about having a good time and enjoying, you know, being with each other. That's cool. Um, I wanted to make sure just real quick. I wanted to give a shout out to uh, a couple of members of our team who aren't here tonight uh, with Prashanth and Lauren, uh, because, you know, Prashanth, uh, he's he's not always working in a hospital. I know he's able to work from home. Uh, Lauren is working as a nurse, you know, so, um, you know, from my perspective, my wife Nikki is an occupational therapist and uh, her main job is closed right now. So she's working at the local hospital uh, per diem and, you know, just a couple days a week, you know, but last week she started working with COVID patients and I know I was incredibly anxious about this. You know, I was very worried about this and I know that it's got to be way harder for, People like Lauren, uh, who are working, you know, in contact with this every day, you know, every day they go to work, they're, they're doing this, you know, you know, more times a week, etc. Um, it's really tough. So, and also for our, our, uh, community out there, anybody who's working, you know, in healthcare, you know, any of these jobs that are kind of on the, I, I really hate using this military, uh, <laughs> Uh, terminology, but you know, like people that are like, you know, in contact with people who have the virus that are trying to take care of them and help them. um, I just wanted to say, you know, you know, thank you so much for what you're doing. It really means a lot. And I hope you stay safe.
1: And we'll put, uh, if you are an essential worker and you are listening to us, uh, we thank you for spending so much time of your free time to listen to us big idiots babble on about nothing that matters. <laughs> but that's why we do this, right? Sports is the chaos in our life that we crave, that we can't control, but we can shut it off when we want to. And that's what this is all about. So everybody, thank you so much for um listening into another episode. Uh We're going to try and keep on this and uh stay safe, stay healthy, stay home if you can, uh, if you can be smart, be vigilant. Um, Let's take care of each other. And, uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk to you guys next time. Take care.